Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily, most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily, thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway super fans. Happy anniversary, Emily. Happy anniversary, Patty. Our year passed this past week, the day after we released a podcast, in fact. One year. What's the gift you're supposed to get for one year? Like paper or something? Yeah, paper. Paper. I don't understand those anniversary tradition gifts. They don't really make any sense to me. I have no idea. Like even my mom, who's like super into Emily Post and has like like judgy eyes whenever she gets a wedding invitation, can't like she doesn't. She's like, I don't know. It's funny. Like, I I don't know. I guess you would get I don't know stationery okay. with your your female name erased and your Mrs. Right. Husband. Sure. <laughs> well, good for us. We did it. We did a podcast for a year. For a whole year. Sort of. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> we're still, a calendar year. Yeah, we're still doing it a year later. We just didn't do it fifty-two weeks in a row. Right. right. Which. Yeah. This is our fortieth anyway. uh well, 40th regular podcast, plus we've done interviews. Mm. So we're oh, good. Cool. Maybe we I bet it. with our interviews we definitely made it to fifty-two podcasts. So a year's worth. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Good for us. <laughs> In addition to listen to our podcast though, we just want to remind you all that we still are doing video reviews on YouTube. Yes, apparently someone was confused this week and thought that we stopped doing video reviews, which is not true whatsoever. All of our videos are on the internet, on our YouTube channel, and we continue to make new ones. We will have a review of Allegiance and On Your Feet coming out this week. Yeah, and we have reviews of Amazing Grace, (laughs) (laughs) Spring Awakening Up, and is there another one? Uh, I don't remember. And also the Spring Awakening one has captions. Yes, we added captions to the Spring Awakening one. Speaking of Spring Awakening, this week I was talking to someone and they had they saw Spring Awakening with a deaf person. And verdict is from this deaf person that um, Spring Awakening is a shitty show to go see if you're actually a deaf person. It is not like the production is not really designed to like like it's as a hearing person seeing the show i think we think it is because of like all the super titles and you're like wow it's so accessible and stuff like that i mean it certainly is more than any other show sure sure sure, definitely those things but But, i'm not i noticed so i mean i'm not um (laughs) i have no real uh connection with the deaf community at all except for like watching switched at birth uh, which <laughs> makes me an expert, obviously. But there were things that I noticed as well, like that I, you mentioned the there's a scene where they all have like light glove fingers mm-hmm. and the lights are down and it looks really cool. But I was like, are they signing? If you're deaf, you have no idea what's happening because right. the finger movements, if they were signing, weren't defined at all. And there was a lot of right. upstage signing also. Right. Yeah. And like, obviously, I, yeah, neither of us are close to the deaf community. But 
rumor has it from what I've heard is that like the deaf people, the few deaf people who went to go see the show, like early in previews or something, basically like went back and told all the deaf people they knew don't go see this show because it doesn't, it's not what it is. You think it is. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, it's not as accessible as it's billing itself. as. Right. And I'm curious how that adds up to other deaf West productions. Right. I'm curious too. And yeah. And also I guess kind of just curious, about how that has specifically affected their numbers because I know they've had pretty low grossing weeks mostly Um, and I just wonder if like that is just because we're living in a different time and Spreak Awakening you know isn't the phenomenon that it was or teenagers or who knows or if it's like a significant chunk is it it was them hoping banking on the deaf community coming out and the deaf community is like no no word of mouth we got this no yeah it might be that and then also people who well i I don't want to like lump hearing people together although if you're deaf i'm sure you do rightfully so but it's just Mm. like any other quote unquote difference that, you know, what they think might appeal to you isn't necessarily going to bring that audience because they're like, that's a cool idea, but do I really need to see deaf people doing spring awakening? I don't know. Right. Well, I guess the other thing that it made me think of is like, well, yeah, like I don't, I mean, I don't know what the process for deaf West productions are, but you know, it's the same thing that happens when a white person does a show for people of color and there's no actual people of color who are in the writing room and stuff like that, where you're like, well, if a hearing person directed it, well, and that's my, how much input did they get from deaf people? Right. And that's my interest. This is not an effective part in deaf West though, because he's worked with deaf West. Michael Arden has. And so I don't know. I don't know if it was, if it's an anomaly or, or what? I mean, I'm very curious. It's it's interesting. It's obviously still super cool that all those people who have never been on Broadway are on Broadway, reg- right. regardless of any other casting issues the show has. Um, right. uh, it's you know it happened, and that's it's like holler. It should have been more impactful, and it should have stayed. And maybe right. this one should have been better done. Who knows? But it's still good that it happened. It's right. still happening. We're talking about it like it's close, <laughs> which, you know, nope, it's, it, it might, it's limping along, but it is still happening. Right. Was that like able-bodied of me to say limping along? I didn't mean to be. Oh, uh, Patty. Ableist? What, is that what I am? Yeah, you're, yeah you're being I'm ableist. Sorry. It's a phrase. I'll strike it from my <laughs> vocabulary. Good. Well, some Good. more sort of activism amongst our community is the amazing Margot Seibert. Has started. Margot. Yeah. Oh, I was like, what? I, I'm sorry. You're speaking German. Ich liebe dich. Margot Seibert and Carolyn Angel. Angel. I don't know. It's like Angel with two L's. Um, oh. And I don't know her, but they started a program called Racket, and they it started because they're volunteering at a homeless center at Church of Epiphany in Church of the Epiphany in Manhattan and in their conversations with guests there, which is what they're referred to on this, they found a lack, a big lack in the community was feminine hygiene products. Oh, I'm sure. So they have started this or are using this program to now collect donations for feminine hygiene products. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. 
That's really awesome. I saw, yeah, I was looking at Margot's Instagrams of her. She has like a hashtag and has been like collecting donations from some different Broadway shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And like that is awesome. I mean, it's amazing. Hell yeah. Um, Pads and tampons are fucking expensive. No kidding. (laughs) And like, like back when I used to use pads and tampons, I could fucking spend like 20 or $30 on that shit a month. Hmm. Yeah, so what they're asking for, it's the New York Rescue Mission. What they're asking for is two packages of maxi pads, approximately 14 count different absorbencies preferred, and one package of disposable cleansing cloths, approximately a 40 count. So if you're able to and you're in the area, um, reach out to Racket and find out where exactly you can donate. I know they're doing different drives everywhere. They're on Twitter at WeRacket at W-E-R-A-C-K-E-T, um, or their email is weracket at gmail.com. Or if you're not in New York, see if there's any other programs in your area. Yeah. I wonder if they would accept donations of Diva Cups. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure... those are 1,000% more economical. Well, certainly. Like, the only... I, th- I mean, I, the only downside I could see if you're a homeless person... Uh, in that situation is that to clean it, you do have to like boil it, Mm. but it's like you buy one and it's good for like five years. Guys, buy the Diva Cup. It's amazing. People who bleed, buy the Diva Cup. It'll change your life. No, thanks. Do it. Moving on. Do it. (laughs) Super, super great ladies doing super great things. Yeah, that's awesome. You Mm -hmm. go, Margot Seibert. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. She's cool. You know what I was thinking? Um, this is Margot Seibert adjacent. Yeah. Because it's about Andy Carl. <laughs> well, have you been watching welcome. Law & Order SVU with Andy Carl? I haven't. Patty Devery. First of all, everybody, Andy Carl's on Law & Order SVU now, and it's wonderful, and he's great, and he's actually, like, really fucking good, and the character he's created is, like, really interesting and funny, and, like, um, um, oh, I forget. Who's, uh, ooh, uh, Peter Gallagher? Yes, is his dad, right? Yeah, is his dad, and he's like the police commissioner or the oh. police chief or something like that. So he, when Andy Carl comes in, he's kind of like, my daddy got me this job, you know, and like <laughs> is kind of like an idiot in a lot of ways, and they're sort of like schooling him, but he's learning a lot. But I had this thought the other day mm-hmm. because he's really good on the show, and I was like, I could absolutely see this like being a character that stays on the show. I mean, like Raul has been on the show for a few seasons right. now. And then I, I imagined, I was like, what if we're living in the timeline where Andy Carl is on Law & Order SVU for like five years, gets like super famous from like, like TV famous, goes on to do like maybe another TV project that he's really successful at and then like starts branching out in the movies. And then like 10 years from now, Andy Carl is like a huge fucking movie star and he's like sitting down on Jimmy Kimmel's couch being like, oh my God, funny story. Before I made my big break, I was in a musical of Rocky. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a funny timeline to be living in where Andy Carl becomes like like A-list status famous and yeah. then Rocky the Musical is like a funny anecdote. It's like Kristen, Kristen Bell, Bell being right. in t- uh, Tom Sawyer. Yeah, 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 exactly. This could be, we could be living in the, the age of Andy Carl. I hope we are. I mean, as much as I want him to like stay in New York and stay theater and like I want to get to hear him sing things and like I listened at nine to five the other day and I was like, I love Andy Carl so much. I saw that you were listening to nine to five. You're tweeted about it. How did you see that? Oh, yeah, I did. Because I'm standing behind you. No. (laughs) 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 You tweeted about get out and stay out. 
Yeah, that song is good. That mm. song holds up. Mm. But seriously, that would be cool. Andy Carl. Absolutely. I love I love Andy Carl. Everybody watch Law and Order SVU with Andy Carl. There's so many Broadway people on there. Like there Jessica really Phillips are. is on it sometimes. I gotta get it Raul together. Is on. And, well, I'll save it. Yeah, I'll save, save it. it, save it, save it. No, I know. It's like, I feel like... I've also they're doing a lot of really good episodes like they covered like police brutality in an episode. There was this amazing episode they did a little while ago where, you know, an underprivileged black kid acts like attacked a trans kid and like, you know, pushed them and they became ended up getting a lot more hurt than, you know, it was sort of like a scuffle and they were like, whatever. But then like the kid, the black kid that pushed the trans kid was like. ridiculously guilty obviously and like i don't know it just shows all the cracks in the system Hmm. it was like a really heartbreaking episode because the trans kid like forgave the black kid and was like it's okay like you clearly have love in your heart and you're just like confused and didn't know you know were uneducated and scared yeah and i and i scared you and that's like yeah (laughs) watch that go watch that episode if again i sobbed for like an hour yeah, I feel like when The Good Wife started, I sort of was like, well, that's that's where I'll get my fill of Broadway New York actors on television. Right. And there's so much law and order. I guess obviously less now, but it was always overwhelming to me. It was never a show that I like recorded and watched every week oh, of. It was just oh my like, God. I've it's always, always on. watched all the law and order. Like but now it's on. basically only the one. True. It's no, just law and order true. SVU. It's just SVU. Is Mariska Hargitay still on it? Yes, she is. Because wasn't she leaving after Stabler left, but then she like stuck around? I don't know. I th- she's she's not going anywhere. She loves that gig. Good, good for her. She's the captain now. What? She's the cap. She's the captain of the squad. She's Captain Kraken. Yeah, <gasps> that's she's, awesome. She's the captain. I yeah. didn't know and that. A- Andy Carl is the new sergeant. Oh. Um, Ice T is still there. That's good. And there's this other white guy who's I don't know who he is. I forgot his name. Okay. And then there's Kelly Rowland. Wait, is he the Hispanic guy who was married to Laura no. Benanti? No, he's not on the show anymore oh, okay. either. Hmm. Um, so many yeah, cast shakeups. Oh, that means Laura Benanti doesn't get to be on it anymore. I know. Either. Laura Benanti's gone. Well, she's on Supergirl yeah. now. Right. But his character needed to go. Okay. I Yeah, I, I saw some of that. But, you know, I check in every now and then. Who, who would play um, Olivia Benson in musical? Oh, that's a tough question. Of Hold Law on, and Order. Let me think. Yeah. Let me think. Let me think. Yeah. Let me think. Yeah. Katie Huffman. <gasps> yes. Right? She'd be great. Kate, Katie Huffman. Yeah. It's Katie Huffman. She can like command. Yeah. 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 Mm. And like she's tall and mm. like she's, yeah, definitely mm. Katie Huffman. Who could be Stabler? Hmm. I don't know. One of the ensemble members from Rocky. <laughs> Like, if Andy Carl wasn't on SVU, I might say Andy Carl. Yeah. Or I'm kind of thinking, like, I guess I'm trying to think of, like, other, like, really muscular guys. Because I Mm -hmm. think of him as being, like, very buff and Mm -hmm. bulky. Not even, he's not that bulky. No, no, I know what you mean. He's not, like. So the other person I thought of was Joshua Henry. I thought of Joshua Henry, too. I'm just thinking of, he's a little too young. Right, age-wise. Beginning of the season, or beginning of the show, maybe not, but then Katie Huffman 
there's like not that big of an age difference, but it doesn't really matter. Right, right. Because they also right. fought Jeremy Jordan because he sort of ha- can do that chip on his shoulder like hmm. Elliot could have sometimes. Yeah, but, but he's like way too young but for I, it. Well, yeah, and I think Jeremy Jordan, or I mean, I think uh, Joshua Henry uh, is better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Do you know who would be good? Captain Cragen? Norm Lewis. <gasps> yes, yes. Oh, he would be. Let's do this. Lonor is for you, the musical. <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, serious, not, like, a parody, because I could imagine right. that actually happening. Right. No, no, no. This is straight up. This is straight up. Yeah. We're bringing yeah. rape stories to Broadway. Yes. Are we going to have the... The first season detectives were <laughs> only there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Who was on the first season? There was like... Oh, maybe Janet Tikal could play that woman with the curly hair. Oh, I yeah, can't yeah, remember yeah. what her yeah. name she was. was. I forget what her name was either, but she was only on the first season. Yeah. That's who, funny. Who could play um, Richard Belzer? What was his character? Ooh, Munch. Yeah, Munch. That's right. Detective Munch. Oh, my God. Wait. Okay. Let me think. Did you know that... Norm Lewis is a, was on Gotham? I did know that Norm okay. Lewis was on Gotham. I watched okay. Gotham. Okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah, I'm actually all caught up. I had been, I like watched Me the too. first season over the last like month. Um, mm. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Also another you know show that? that films in New York that has Broadway actors pop up on it. Right. Lilius played a church lady. Played a church lady? Yeah. Like I think that was her character name because it was like a church bus that had to stop. What are you talking about? On Gotham. On Gotham, Lilius, Lilius White. White. Played who? A church lady. That was the when? character name. Like in the first when? season. It was like a second long. Oh, God. I, I fucking missed that. Hey, we saw Lilius White the other day. It's true. She really loved On Your Feet. Yeah, she did. Okay. Uh, sorry. I distracted us from Munch. <laughs> munch. Munch. Okay. Who would play Munch? Hmm. Like beleaguered and Jewish, but like Zen. Danny Burstein. I was thinking Danny Burstein. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I want to see this. Yeah, me too. Who plays Ice T? Can Ice T play oh, Ice T? Yeah, Ice T can play Ice T. Yes! Absolutely, Ice T can play Ice T. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I love Ice T. He's mm. great. He is great. Oh, right. I, my Book bad. It. I just looked up Lilius's credit on Gotham. She wasn't a church lady. She was a choir member, but it was a church choir. Ah, okay. That's <laughs> and I why. thought so Lilius was... White's playing a church lady. Because <laughs> who doesn't want that to happen? I fucking wish. <laughs> she could just my play God, all the Can you imagine? Ladies. God, that would be so <gasps> incredible. I'm sure Hercules isn't as good as I ever thought it was, but just the power of Lilius White made me think it was <laughs> like such a great underrated movie. It is good, but you know, in the way that the power of her voice made me be like, it's right, so right, good. Right. right. Yeah. Speaking of powerful voices, Emily, are you losing your shit? Over. Alice what? Ripley. Alice Ripley and, and Emily, Emily Skinner. Skinner are going to be at 54 Below. It's destiny because I didn't get to see them this summer. Exactly. I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited. And it's I'm called excited. Unattached. Ha ha ha. Hilarious ladies. God, I fucking worship them. I'm excited. Oh my God. Oh my God. We're going to go see both of them. They're going to sing things together. Ugh, I'm so excited. Me too. Because I've only <laughs> seen Emily live in 
Billy Elliot. And wait, really? Yeah. Whoa. I didn't see that Mary Martin show. And I think that's right. the only other thing she's done in New York. Besides some concerts here and there, but they're almost always right. very expensive. I mean, I saw her in Mary Martin and I've seen right. her in a couple different concerts. And then I also went to Richmond to see her in MAME, right. which is one of the best best life choices I have ever made was yeah. seeing Emily Skinner in MAME. It was completely <laughs> worth it. Uh, oh my God, wait, wait. Today is scandalous anniversary. Mm-hmm. Happy scandalous anniversary to everyone. And as is my scandalous anniversary tradition, mm-hmm. I tweet to Kathy Lee Gifford every year yes. and I say, Happy scandalous anniversary to me and Kathy Lee Gifford. I love scandalous or like, <gasps> oh, I just, bless oh. us all. And she tweeted back at me, but my internet's being slow. I can't see it. Do you there want me is. to read she it said, to you? No, I got it. I got it. So, Kathy Lee Gifford tweeted back to me and she said, thank you so much. Yes, a very big part of my life and something I was extremely grateful to be a part of. <laughs> a very big part I of all it. of our lives, Kathy Lee. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm. I love Scandalous. That's so great. I love that I can always tweet her about Scandalous and she'll respond. Yeah, if you want Kathy Lee Gifford to respond to a tweet... I bet she's actually pretty good at responding to most people. She seems like yeah. she would be like, this is fun. Let's hang yeah, out on yeah. the internet I, I mean, together. I've seen her like tweet at people past the point of when she should have she should have stopped tweeting with them. <laughs> you know, where like someone was saying like super weird shit about uh, like her husband right after he died, and she was like, "I have never seen someone handle the death of a spouse as well as she handled hers." Like, and more power to you if that's what your faith does to you. You know, sure. like she was like, yeah, she handled it so seamlessly it's mm-hmm. it it seemed um but yeah someone was like tweeting some weird not, not you know they were like i'm so sorry for your loss blah 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 and then like we're asking her things i don't even remember but like asking inappropriate questions yeah. like are you sad that he's dead or some shit like that you know no and but she very respectfully tweeted back at them and was like i'm sorry honey like these questions are getting too personal but thank oh. you for your thoughts and prayers well, that's good. That's awesome. Kathy Lee Gifford is really good at social media, y'all. Yeah, that's that's really good as opposed, you know, I mean, I think ignoring is a fine response. Mm-hmm. But that's also like a nice acknowledgement of saying, I see you, I hear you, but these yeah. aren't things you should be asking me right, <laughs> right. now. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Happy Scandalous anniversary, everyone. Thanks, Scandalous Emily. musical. Go by the cast recording because Carolee Carmelo will blow your eardrums out. Mm, that's very, very true. And that's the only show I ever went to that had a show stoppage. Oh, yeah. Weird. Not God, even Spider-Man. I feel Spider like I've been to so many. I had a show stoppage at Shrek once. Oh. I never saw Shrek. Oh. You can watch it on Netflix I now. I know. Do you know, you I just watched... This morning, because I woke up really early uh, and couldn't go back to sleep, I watched Billy Elliot, in fact, because uh-huh. uh, it had been on PBS, Great Performances. That's funny. Uh, introduced Billy by Elliot. Gloria Stefan for some reason. Oh. <laughs> but it was, the, it was the West End cast with Ruthie mm. Henschel as Mrs. Wilkinson. Cool. What happened in Trek? 
Oh, it remember? was like at one of the points when like the dragon was supposed to be there and, oh. you know, it was like set pieces. It was a scene change. Set pieces were moving and then all of a sudden they stopped moving and then they were like, sorry, everybody, technical difficulties, like give us a few minutes. And then lights came on and then maybe like five minutes later, they, they went back to the beginning of the scene and started again. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah. And at Scandalous, it was like the the air conditioner started making crazy noises. Right. And Carolee Carmelo jumped off of her stool and spun around in her cape, and it was a wonderful moment. It was really great. It was fantastic. It was a great memory. She, just swept herself off that stage. Oh, it was great. It was great. She's like a vampire. (laughs) What was I? I was listening to something, and they were talking about a show where you really have to have one singer carry it. So it wouldn't really work if you were going to do that as a musical. I was like, I'm sorry. Has anyone ever heard of scandalous? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Has everyone, anyone familiar with the time when Carolee Carmelo like carried an entire show, like performed an entire show, like, like say screaming what, at the top of her lungs. Yeah. Say what you will about the show itself, but she sang the shit out of everything, mm-hmm. and she was how, like, "How long was she off stage for? Like ten like, minutes? Like maybe. I think even less. And any time she spent off ta- off stage was changing. She was quick changing. Right. It was crazy. Yeah, it was insanity. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, man. I am still really, really happy with my decision to see Scandalous nine times. <laughs> like, if I could go see Scandalous again tomorrow, yeah. I fucking would. And the day after, and the day after, and the day after, and the day after. Because it was like just Carolee Carmelo singing at the top of her range for two hours. Yeah. It was a dream. I miss it. And I sustaining. And, oh, God, she's just, she's a fucking powerhouse. Like, I also kind of feel like the people who love Carolee Carmelo and know about Carolee Carmelo but didn't see Scandalous don't completely understand the power of Carolee Carmelo. Like, you can't really understand the power of Carolee Carmelo if you haven't listened to Scandalous and realized that she sang that shit eight times a week. Yeah, or like... And And only had to miss two shows yeah even seeing it like not even listening to it because they can do magic to cast recordings i don't think they did much to that one like it's you know they didn't need to but like Mm -hmm. you don't know they could have uh but yes i mean carolee carmelo carolee carmelo Mm. divine mother carolee Mm -hmm. well back to alice and emily what like i'm Mm. so I'm curious what they're going to sing. I'm curious if they're going to record it. Is this going to be like getting like like the equivalent of having been at the re- recording for Raw at Town Hall or I something? Like, oh my god, Ugh, it's so exciting. They make great song choices. Like their song choices on all of their albums. Like the things that they pull out and mm-hmm. decide to do as duets are fucking top notch. Well, and especially because there's not too many, too, like female duets right you have to you have to search for them or you have to have a really good music director who can turn something into a duet right. they're out there they exist but they're not things that like the i can think of two right now and then i'd have to sit here and like think for a long time of more right 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 uh, discounting sideshow <laughs> <laughs> in see? his eyes 
Do you know? Oh, yeah, I didn't think of that one. I, the two I thought of were Marry the Man Today, which I hope they would not do, even though I love guys and dolls. And um, uh, I still believe from Miss Saigon, which they, they shouldn't mm. do either because one of them is not Asian. They could kill it, though, but <laughs> oh, well. What do, do you think? I mean, oh, I want to know, like, you, because you're, like, deeper into Alice and Emily than I am, obviously. Like, <laughs> do you want to yes. hear them do some of their hits? Or do you want, like, an no, all new? No, I want new, new songs. I hope it's an all new show, and I hope they're singing all songs. Like, maybe an encore where they sing something from Sideshow just because. Yeah. But, like, I would, I would actually prefer to hear them sing all new songs that I haven't heard them sing than to just rehash the stuff that they've sang before. Because, mm. like, I have those cast record or those albums and stuff like that. And also, you know, it's, we're all pretty aware that one of those humans' voices has changed a lot. Yeah. So that needs to be accounted for. Mm-hmm. True. And it should be about who they are now and where they are now and not trying to recapture what was going on in 1997-98 yeah. when they were like crazy famous for a moment. I was going to say, what moment. was going on in 97 98 Right? What a cool time to be alive where they were just like, we're going to sell out town hall. Yeah. And record an album. Just like two albums. All over the place. Well, it says albums? they're performing together in NYC for the first time in nearly nine years. Mm, wonderful. It's very exciting. And it's I'm excited. It will be a concert to remember. A fucking course it will be. <laughs> Ugh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, that's happening at Feinstein slash 54 oh Below in February. So exciting. Patty. Yeah. Do you think that we could interview them for our podcast? I think we can ask. (laughs) 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 It's exciting and terrifying. Nothing, you know, they're unpredictable ladies. That's true. They're very nice and they're very accommodating, but, you know. We're going to sure shit try, though. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? The the worst they can say is no. That's true. Mm Mm-hmm. Another fun thing that's coming out is, um, if you know Squigs, he's a great caricaturist who does really great drawings of Broadway shows, usually for their op- in honor of their openings. Well, he and it, his partner, Dory Berenstein, have come up with these really great trading cards called the yes, Lights of Broadway. they're fucking awesome. They're so cool. It's like all Broadway people... Yeah, right, but they're trading cards, they're like trading baseball cards, players. Exactly, and they're caricatures. So, well, I don't want to say caricatures because they're not quite. They're like drawings, but in his style, you know. Right. They're not like crazy looking the way a caricature you are can. So I have issues of with caricatures. caricatures. I talked. I talked to Squigs about it. I told him that I have a fear of having my caricature done. <laughs> the whole point of a caricature is to like, I mean, it's not the whole point, but like one of the main things about it is like exaggerating part of you. And I don't want to know what that person thinks would be a funny thing to exaggerate on me. <laughs> Fight the fear, Patty. No, why? I, my life is not worse for not having a caricature. Oh caricature my God. Myself. Okay. Anyway, so right now you can buy them at... Theater Circle, 
on 44th Street and at One Schubert Alley in Schubert Alley. And they will eventually be available online. But you should go to their website and take a look at them because they're oh really God, great. They're so cool. There's like Beth Lovell and Carolee Carmelo mm-hmm. and Aaron Sinflarity. It's mm-hmm. like all my faves. GQN, Lashans. Mm. I mean, they're just fantastic. And there yeah, were some they're really pretty amazing. Yeah, there were some really cute pictures today on Instagram. They had a a fun little party with a bunch of Broadway kids, like the kids from Rock of Ages and I think maybe the kids from Fun Home, where they all got together and were like having a car- trading card party. Ah, uh, that's so cool. You know, because it's I like, want to own all of them. Well, right, and it's like any other smart. trading cards where you're in danger of duplicates so if you want to own all of them you gotta buy multiple packets and then you gotta trade you gotta be like hey hey i need a joel gray anybody got a joel gray i'll trade you my i'll trade you that joel gray for a norm lewis yeah i have two norm lewis's great i'll meet you i'll meet you at the cosmic diner on 52nd street (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I want all of that. They're really fun. And um, some of the proceeds are going to be CFA. So that's fantastic. And then they also are highlighting um, special charities for two stars every month. And this month or when these are released, it's uh, Christian Borrell who is highlighting the Malala Fund. And Kelly O'Hara who's highlighting the Stuttering Association for the Young. Aw, that's awesome, you guys. Yeah. So it's also, you know, just a lot of fun. And if you get them, then if you live in New York or if you come visit, then you can bring your card to the stage door of a show if that (gasps) person's in a show and have them sign it. That's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's awesome. Bring bring your Kelly O'Hara to The King and I and and she'll sign it for you. (laughs) That's exciting. <laughs> I like that you're like thinking about that happening and getting so excited. Oh my God. It's like so adorable. It's like, I love it. I love collector's items. Me too. I mean, the, you know, the Newsies had their trading cards, which I don't mm. have all of them, but I have a fair amount because mm-hmm. then they were like selling them as a pack. And I was like, I already have most of them and I don't want to spend $20 yeah. on this. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. And these are, What I really like about these two is that they are highlighting some of the people you may not know their names and faces together. Like there's a lot of directors, Susan Stroman, Bartlett Scher, uh, Diane Paulus, and and composers also. You may or may not know what they look like. And then you sort of get an idea um, of what, you know... Uh, Steven Schwartz looks like. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, guys. He's got weird hair. <laughs> and it's very... really it's weird hair. very accurately portrayed on this card. I, if I had one question for Steven Schwartz, I would be like, when did you decide that that's what your hair was going to look like for the rest of your life and why? I would ask him if Alan Menken actually wrote Wicked. <laughs> That's what I would ask him. That's funny. These are two very important questions for Stephen Schwartz. <laughs> Indeed. Did Alan Menken write Wicked? What the fuck is up with your hair? Yeah. It's also a really fun game to look at these pictures. If you're looking at them on the website, you can sort of scroll down slowly. And then if you look at the pictures before you reveal the name at the bottom, see if you can Ooh, figure you out yourself? who the people Ooh. are. 
I'm going to do that. I'm going to quiz myself. He's later. very, very talented. So it's uh, it's pretty pretty on on point. But some of the white guys. <laughs> <laughs> and Danny oh, Burstein funny. has a mustache, so don't let that throw you. Something absolutely insane has happened. What Emily? Disney. Has oh announced my god! A lottery. For the Lion King. Yo, that is insane. I was like, holy shit, did hell freeze over? I, I mean, they're still making million dollar weeks. So, so did they just find some charity somewhere? Or were they just like, I guess, I guess we could do this thing for accessibility? Is that what? Well, it's crazy, man. I mean... Never have they had anything. And to be fair, they don't need to. Right. Like, it's still in the, you know, usually in the top three. It's like Wicked and Lion King battling it out. Right, right. Well, good for them. And Thanks, Disney. Yeah. Well, (laughs) it's going to be an online lottery, $30, limited number of tickets. So that's the other thing. Who knows? Right. I wonder how many tickets it is. I I do want to know if people enter and you win, let us know because I don't want to be cynical. (laughs) Right, right. But it's one ticket. (laughs) But it's like Disney and they are good at lip service. So I'm curious to know how many tickets are actually available or will be available. Right, um, me too. And it's like a strange timeline because it's usually like at 24 hours, right? I don't know. It's it's the you can enter. It's drawn each day at 9 a.m. and then you can enter as soon as that one is drawn for the next days. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But that I don't know. It's confusing to my brain. Because usually okay. it's just like day of you enter, right? Starting at midnight until it's drawn, right? I don't know. I understand what they're doing. It doesn't. Oh, I understand me. what they're doing. It's just different. It's different. I don't like You're afraid different of things. things that are different. Xenophobe. I am. Yeah, but times they are changing. <laughs> I can't believe it. I played the fun home lottery today. I did not win. Mm. Hence why I am recording this podcast with you right now <laughs> at 4 p.m. instead of seeing oh, Fun Home. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> I've tried the Hamilton Lottery a couple times when it's been on Broadway Box just for the hell of it. Mm. I've not won. Well, you know, motherfuckers. <laughs> well, speaking of Hamilton. Ugh. <laughs> Thoughts? Get re- everybody get ready for an Emily rant. And a petty counter. I'm annoyed. Go ahead. Well, okay. <laughs> so, like, well, I have to, full disclosure, say that this is something that I, like, somebody verbally told me about, and then I saw the headline on Playbill, and I opted to not read the article because sure. I was already angry about it enough. <laughs> I'm not, like... I- I wouldn't say actually that I'm like angry about it. It's just, it's really insulting actually is the kind of how I see it because Lin-Manuel was basically like, Hey, when we license Hamilton, like we're totally open to gender bending casting. Like that's good. You know, women can play all the parts. It doesn't matter. Like that's going to be awesome. And he was like, I'm just so 
excited to like see all these amazing kick-ass like female Washingtons and Hamiltons and like all this stuff. And it's sort of just like, I don't know, if you're so excited about it, why didn't you do that in the original production, in your original vision of it? And like the thing that my roommate brought up that I hadn't really thought of in that context where she was like, because I was like, it's just insulting. It's insulting that it's like, oh, now that it's regional, oh, it totally makes sense that anyone could play any part. Who cares? That'll be great. As opposed to just like doing that originally because also less people will cast it like that than if it had been cast like that on Broadway. Well, that's true. Uh, and people also cast what they've seen. Right. And also it's kind of like, he's like, Oh, I'm so excited for everyone to see that work. But like, I'm, it's on you. It's not on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he doesn't really have a hand in it. He's not actually making like, he put that in the breakdown, which is cool and stuff, but it's also sort of like, he's like, I'm so excited to see that happen. I'm just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, I understand certainly why that, like the question of why didn't you think of that in the first place? That's valid, but somebody has to think of it at some point in the first place. Um, but it's completely valid that it would be not impossible. So it's not out of the question for the, for future Broadway casts, but a huge task to turn it around in the keys and the orchestration. Right, right. Sure. And I know some people were kind of balking at that and like, that's a little insulting to me to orchestrators. What do you mean? Well, it's and I'm not comparing orchestrators to like uh, parody and women in on on Broadway and in stay on stage, but it's like it, it takes a lot of work, and we already have no you know awards being taken away for sound design and for right. orchestrations, and it's not it's not easy to to change a song that's been written for one vocal range to another vocal range. Right, right. And then if you're going to license it that way, are you going to have two versions licensed where one right. is women and one is men? Are you going to have each character orchestrated a different way? You got to sit down and think those things out. If you have mm-hmm. a female George Washington, but that's the only female character, how is that going to be orchestrated? Right. Yeah, that's a lot of details. Yeah. I, I think like mostly I just... It, for me personally, it was one of those things where I was like, I'm sorry, like, do you want a fucking high five because you realize <laughs> that women could play those parts? Like, do, do you want like credit for that? Because you're not getting credit for that. You're not getting a fucking slap on the back because you were like, oh, I realized that women could play these parts too. I realized that people of color could play all of them. And only now am I realizing that women could do it too. Like, I just... I'm like, that's great, and it's progress, and it's cool that it's happening, but, like, you don't get brownie points for it. Sure. I had the same reaction, though, to be honest, when we were talking about gender-blind casting 1776. Mm. It's like, I don't, and I think that's the next step that we all have to get to. We're now being able to see colorblind, and society also, I mean, whatever, we still have so many issues, but, like, with people being more aware of gender fluidity Mm. that's now broadening our view and we're able to see things in a different way that way. But again, that's all going to take time. Right. So everything can be (laughs) done better the first time, but it 
still has to be done the first time. Right. So let's get the license and then produce our own version of it. I almost had to be in it because I want to yeah. be in it, but I, that's unacceptable. Although maybe I can be a female who would you pe- King George. Who, who would you? Yeah, you could I would do that. be comfortable doing that because I don't want to. I'm not going to cast myself anywhere else, except like Betsy Stuckness's <laughs> role. <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. I hear you, sister. Carolee, 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 Carolee. Update! Carolee Carmella was on Law & Order SVU this week, motherfucker. We said we'd get back to Did it. Did you watch? No, I just, you didn't just watch. Had a whole con- God damn it. I will, though. I will. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I was so excited about it that I watched it. I watched the first half of the episode while I was on my lunch break oh. at work. Because I was like, I want to see it. And I thankfully, like her, her scene, she only has one scene, but it came at a point... Um, I was able to watch it during my lunch break because I'm a psycho. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, I mean, whatever. She's, you know, it's a, it's a one scene character, but it's really sweet. She plays a woman who like gave up a baby for adoption Aww. when she was a teenager. And then like through DNA, they're like linked to this, this brother, um, this, or like, they're like the rapist that we're looking for. The murderer that we're looking for is a half brother of this person who's already in the system. And the person that happened to already be in the system was this guy who, who they were like, well, you need to know about your family. And he was like, I was adopted. And then they go find his birth mother, which is Carolee Carmelo. And she's like a waitress. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you know, it's, it's really adorable. And, And at the end of the scene like uh, uh, uh olivia's there and and carolee said she was like i you know i know he has my con like he got his my contact information when he was 18 but he's never contacted me and like you know i've never reached out to him because if he doesn't want to see me that's his choice and then at the end of the scene she like turns to olivia and she's like you you talked to my son like you saw him and she was like yeah we we interviewed him about this case and she was like how is he? Like, is he okay? Like, you know, cause he's like in his thirties yeah. now or something. And it was, and Olivia like looks at her and was like, yeah, like he figured his things out. He's really successful. And Carolee looks Aww, happy. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it's a really sweet little scene and it's a great episode. Actually, I don't think I've finished watching it. I think I only watched <laughs> the like, first half now that I think about it. Is she in the rest it. of the episode? I mean, probably not. I don't think not. so. Well, they, yeah, because it's also like the other, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. definitely not. That, that those leads were mm. a dead end well also i just checked her instagram because i thought i remembered this and her episode of madam secretary airs tonight oh yeah oh god i need to catch up on madam Which secretary last I'm night super behind when we release this but right. yeah sunday you can watch it on demand or on the website or wherever i don't know illegally i don't care you go carolee yeah. You book all that TV work. I need her to be she on the good She had a really life. cute, the caption on this photo says, look, Ma, from waitress to senator in one week. Hash, hashtag Aww. moving up. Oh, my God. I love her so much. She's no, I'm adorable. I'm so glad she's booking TV work. I mean, not that she didn't, like, Me too. do it every now and then. Did she Did she do right, much right. before she, She's booked. <laughs> well, That's like, oh, well, before Smash, like, I mean, sitcom. she had been in two different episodes of law and order svu like in mm. under fives she did an episode of like fraser oh, right. way back in the day which you talked to her uh, about those are the only things i can think of well and she had her sitcom head. i forgot about remember when was that I a don't sitcom i i don't know it that was, was like sitcom. in the early 90s oh but then she was yeah. like i guess having kids and being right and doing, and doing broadway, broadway which is good but i love that she's right. doing 
more TV, more TV work. work. It's mm-hmm. exciting. I get to enjoy Carolee Carmelo from the comfort of my Hulu account. <laughs> Indeed. And oh, another thing she she I'm like up on my Carolee news today. Oh. <laughs> she also posted a picture on Instagram of maybe it wasn't on Instagram. I don't know, but she posted a picture of a recording studio. She was singing with, I can't remember who is playing uh, the little girl in Tuck. What's that character's name? I forgot. Oh, Winnie? Yeah, Winnie. That's right. Um, Sarah? Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, they were recording vocals oh, for, right, the, for the commercial. commercial. That was exciting. Yeah. And she was like, oh, it's really happening. And I was like, yay, girl. Yeah, I think... That is exciting. I'm excited about Tuck Everlasting. I think Carolee... I don't want to jinx it. But God I, damn it, don't speak. Can I just say it, though? Okay. I think she might have a commercial and a critical hit. <laughs> don't jinx it. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine it, the, you know, the show I mean, will be I like I do feel like we're living like in the golden be, age of Carolee Carmella. Oh, Absolutely. Well, you know. I think just her whole life is the golden age. That's true. That's true. The day she decided not to work at IBM. That's true. That the, was the the that golden was the age started. Beginning. It was like <laughs> B IBM, A IBM. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for the Laura Benanti tweet of the week. On November fifteenth at eight twenty-four a.m., Laura Benanti tweeted the emoji of the bride because she's getting married today. Because she's getting married. Is she getting married? Or I'm oh, not getting married. I'm really not getting married. Day. Don't tell Paul, but I'm not getting married oh. today. No, I don't know. That was the Let's first. Sing all the musical songs like, about yeah, weddings. That was the first wedding song that came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Laura Mine Benanti. Was from the wedding singer. I hope you have in. a beautiful wedding yes. and you enjoy it a lot. I mean, yeah, she's going to be just a stunning bride. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, Dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go go see live theater. theater.